0: Justin, if I may, um, Ali Hasi asks about the value of political parties. Do you think they are valuable um, uh, or they have shown any value when it comes to uh, democracy and elections in, uh, uh, in the region?
1: Well, uh, there is a shed load of academic literature, which basically will tell you that parties in Africa don't really really work, right? I'd like to qualify that though by by asking, well, what what do people want political parties to do? And I think there's often an unconscious measuring of the political party in Africa against some imagined political party somewhere else in the world that does something different. And actually, it's a bit like what I said earlier about elections political parties do different things in different societies and they take very different forms. A political party in the United States is very different to a political party in Sweden. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. they're just, they're not the same thing and they don't do the same thing. And I don't think that political parties across Africa all do the same thing either. Now, for, there's a lot of talk, I think, about uh, people like to say issue-based politics, which is Considers be a good thing. But of course, issue-based politics in itself kind of is itself um what does what exactly does that mean? And people tend to say, oh, if you have parties, you could have issue-based politics. But neither of those things are really transparent to me as ideals, right? Yeah, I didn't Issue-based politics what you as an issue. You know? <laughs> exactly. what so what is <laughs> an issue? Is an issue do we go to war with <laughs> Or is an issue, why isn't there a school down the road from my house? I mean, both of those are kind of legitimate issues. Or, or is it an issue, why hasn't my nephew got a job in the ministry? I mean, actually, all yeah. of those are Why issues. do we quiz up all the jobs and read on? Yeah, politics are full of issues. That's kind of a yeah, bit of a mirror. And what, what, what people, I think, mean by that is that they want kind of parties that have manifestos with sort of recognisable political affiliations that they can map on to some other part of the world. Again, well, why do you want that? So honestly, parties do different things in different African countries. In Kenya, parties tend to be fireworks, right? They zoom up with great noise. Um, it's an election moment, they go, boom and then they vanish and you know people make new parties for the next election that doesn't mean they don't do anything they form kind of useful tools for aggregating alliances and putting together groups of interest but that's not the same as a party in ghana where you know parties are basically a corporations that exist over an extended period of time and allocate benefits amongst their members and and it's not the same as a party in tanzania you know where the ruling party is this kind of extremely efficient organized for disciplining and controlling the ambitions of its members and for also for keeping control of the state. So I, I'm sorry, my, my answer to the constant complaint about you know, there should be parties in Africa is, well, what kind of parties are you looking for and what would you like them, to, want do? them to do? Right. Um, Samira, um, you don't hear much
0: talk about parties in Somalia, unless in the wider discussion. Um, uh,
2: what, what role do they play? I think it's an important piece of legislation that is required if we're to go to one person, one vote. I think it's one of the tasks for a coming government. But again, just listening, uh, listening in, I think there is that misconception of what the party is expected to do. I think in, in Somalia, it is expected to be not a clan-based party and to uh, to ensure representation, national representation. So for us, it will cover it will cover that. That that is the purpose of coming up with political parties. I think for the next uh, elect- elections.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know, I know Somaliland has quite about. seriously um, uh, uh, regulated what can be registered as a political party, if you um, What I wonder, and uh, Rashid, feel free to jump in here, um, is whether we are just taking a template of what we have seen elsewhere, they have political parties, so let's have them. You know, um, it is without really asking the question, Samira and uh, Justin uh, are asking, what are they actually for? I think in Somalia,
2: yes, I like think it's quite uh, interesting. Uh, Sorry, Rashida's good. I'll pick up
0: uh, that. Go ahead, Samira, another. then we'll hear from Rakeem. Our- <laughs>
2: Okay no in Somaliland it's quite interesting but we forget that it's monolithic they, they they have unifying factors it's basically more or less one huge community the the diversity that you see in south central is not the same that you uh, the same uh diversity that you see in Somaliland so I think it's much easier to come up with issue based political parties in Somaliland compared yeah, But they to,
0: regulate them quite um, so yes, You can't okay. just form a political party. Yes, so yes. Um, is it the case that it's actually better to go that way, that route, and to be quite clear, this is where you're forming a party and this is what it's got to look like other than Kenya's example where you've got whatever, dozens of parties that most of us have never... I
2: think it's influenced by their history, but I think Rashid would be the expert on that. I think it's influenced by the history Uh, by by, uh, being part of of the South of Somalia. And so that's really why it's heavily regulated.
0: Right. Uh, Rashid, what do you think? And also you might want to uh, look at the Kenyan example where there was a big push for let's have multi-party elections, as if that would solve too much and it doesn't seem to have.
3: Yes. um, I think um, the uh, parties uh, and uh, the way parties operate in Africa, uh, of course, uh, it's quite interesting and um, in the nineties and eighties uh, we had a big push when uh, the, the, when uh, you know the one party dictatorship system was dismantled, there was a big push for having uh, many parties and i think uh, the irony of course is that uh, president uh, Moy happened to be right uh, about uh, you know, the party system because as soon as the parties um, you know were allowed. They formed on the basis of, of ethnic, ethnicity, and of course, uh, uh, Moy had a hegemonic view of unity, in which uh, unity was actually enforced; it wasn't voluntary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, when the one-party system ended, all of us dispersed into our ethnic, uh, you know, shells. Right. And I think uh, that 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 is the that was the landscape in, in which the debate uh, about um, multipartyism was formed. And there was also, I think, uh, what... Uh, Although, he, I um, mean, to know, be
0: honest, Moy did um, do a lot to fracture the society once he faced um, a challenge. He didn't want to have absolutely. everybody coming um, yeah. together against him.
3: Yes, indeed, you're right. Uh, but but I think the, the key point is that um, at that point, uh, party formation and uh, party affiliation and the whole push was actually a form of mimicry. There wasn't a very strategic thinking about why we need parties and what parties and this is the point which i think justin was trying to say we need to ask the fundamental questions what our party is going to achieve and you know um what uh, what difference do they make in politics now um i think the the sad part uh, especially the sad uh, uh, aspect of this multi-party uh, politics in kenya is that it has not only just become ethnicized but it has become moribund you know kenya uh, it, during the the kanu years had a very strong solid one party um which despite uh, its hegemonic its hegemony and authoritarian uh, nature uh, was actually very efficient in delivering at least some services uh, to rural communities was efficient as a structure now that was dismantled and its place we don't have a single party that can match uh, that machinery that uh, kanu was able to have now look at CCM, for example, in Tanzania. You know, the era of uh, big uh, one, one party is, is over, but what have we uh, replaced it with? We have replaced it with briefcase uh, parties, uh, parties that are dysfunctional, don't exist, only make an appearance six months before an election with a, a brilliant, uh, you know, uh, uh, manifesto, uh, and then dismantled immediately after the elections. So in many ways, our, our, our so-called uh, political party system is actually moribund. It's not even dysfunctional, it's moribund. And that is why we should, do, we should I think uh, Somalia and uh, other countries would uh, know, will, will will, will, will have to look at uh, their neighbors and learn from that experience. Now, as Samira has said, uh, the Somali system uh, is still is in infancy. Parties have just been allowed. There, I think, um, I can't remember the exact figure, but tens of parties have been registered, Um, but it's only going to function when all these parties have regional toeholds and and footprint and able to to organize and debate, uh, you know, create, uh, you know, structures of organization. So far, uh, they, they haven't done that. Uh, and I think it will probably be, take, uh, you know, not less than at least uh, five to ten years for Somalia to have a robust machinery. But I think we need to be asking the fundamental questions. What are parties to achieve? And uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 this notion of just having parties for the sake of uh, having parties, I think, uh, you know, is, is quite Same uh, as, problematic. Same uh, as having yeah. elections
0: for the sake of elections, I suppose. Yes, um, yes. We've
3: got uh, uh, Dale who wants to ask
0: a question. Um, Um, and is asking about the role of international observers and whether they um, uh, can help change our electoral uh, or or democratic uh, things. I mean, we've had, and Justin, perhaps you could jump in on this, um, we've had um, election observers uh, ending up with pretty much egg on their face when it came to the uh, Kenyan elections. You know, which they had initially uh, uh, declared to be free and fair, and it turned out that the Supreme Court reversed them. But also, when you look at the countries that they are, they are coming from, um, so for example, from the US, they don't seem to be paragons of um, uh, electoral democracy themselves. So, do you think their role right now is much more, much lessened? You know, uh, do people take their views um, with a pinch of salt?
1: Well, um, there's a a few things to say on this. The first is that kind of election observers, in a way it's an almost impossible job to get right, right? Because they are, remember they're observers. So they're just supposed to watch. They're not supposed to do anything. They're supposed to watch and then give a judgment. And once they've watched, they've got sort of two choices, haven't they? One is they can say, oh, that was all right or they can say that was terrible. Now, if they say that was terrible, the consequences of doing that might be pretty disastrous. And you, um, you might be kind of widespread violence, might be all kinds of things. So there's actually quite a strong sort of, in. there's almost an inherent pressure on election observers to say, well, you yeah, know, that was sort of all right, Yeah, right. Um, they're also in a position where they tend to be Kind of locked in an incremental mindset where they're thinking, okay, well, maybe that election wasn't great, but if we sort of point out the nice bits, then maybe there'll be another kind of slightly better election further on. And if we and if we just say it was rubbish, then there might never be an election again. So there's 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 a sort of built in problem to being an election observer, which makes it very hard to to do the job usefully. In terms of whether anybody kind of trusts or believes them, well, it, it tends to the people instrumentalize election observation quite outrageously kind of political actors basically will um haul in the election observers to be useful when they want them to be and then denounce them as rubbish when they say something inconvenient so (laughs) it's not in general i mean since uh,
0: um since across the 90s i mean it used to be a marker of sort of you've done well if you got a report from the EU saying, well, yeah, you ran your election
1: uh, property. <laughs> yeah, so has of, that changed? It sort of did. But even then, of course, there was quite a lot of skepticism about it. And, it, and it kind of in, in Kenya, even in the 1990s, some people were very sort of cross at observers for things they said or didn't say about the elections of 92 and 97. So it, it there was never really a golden age of election observation. Um, <laughs> it's very problematic. People will always instrumentalize it. Um, does it do anything? Well, it probably does some things. I mean, it does... kind of the idea of scrutiny is... well, it's sort of inherent in elections. I mean, elections are... they are performances and therefore they're intended for an audience and so people watch them. But. Um, So I don't think it's completely purposeless, but again, I don't think you can expect election observation to in itself to produce really good elections, because it's it actually is systemically unable to do so. And anyway, people will also will always either denounce it or welcome it, depending on whether or not it it serves their interests. Um,
0: Rashid, if I may ask, um, uh, on the wider point about the role of the international uh, uh, committee and I would say international legitimation, if you will of elections um, i mean we see and we expect i mean I, I remember in the kenyan elections in 2013 there was the idea that uh, um, the um national community might have a problem with um, uhuru and uh, ruto being elected and that that would be uh, a way of 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 almost um, um uh, discouraging them getting into power do you think when the international community's view or the west i should say the West's view of elections is still considered to be something important whether these people have been invited to the white house or um, uh, to downing street
3: well the short answer is that in a post uh, donald trump world i think <laughs> you know <laughs> electoral observation and uh, electoral democracy is probably uh uh, you know not going to be anybody's business i think africans will now uh uh, with their chest uh you know out and say that uh, we are democrats and that is the sad reality there isn't uh, a single uh you know power today that can stand up credibly and say we are an electoral democracy and we we have the moral authority to enforce it i think uh And, you know, we are at a historical phase when uh, uh, democracy in many ways is in retreat in many places, Uh, but also even uh, liberal democracies uh, like, uh, uh, you know, the U.S. are are fraying and institutions are actually, um, you know, much weaker than they are. Um, And you also have uh, a strong public, um, you know, change and and zeitgeist of uh, you know uh, nationalism and uh, you know extreme right views and so Mm -hmm. we are beginning I think uh, to ask the fundamental questions whether uh, uh, democracy isn't in crisis and so in that kind of a context uh, in that kind of a context Um, yeah yeah, finish up finish up yeah in that kind of a context I think electoral observation in Africa has to be taken with a pinch of salt Uh, and I think um, the, the, but there is something which I think I need to point out, and it's crucial. And um, there is technical observation, which I think is quite useful. Remember some of these uh, um, experts who are coming as electoral observers, many of them are actually, first of all, uh, uh, people who have studied the subject, who have done electoral observation in many places, know a lot about uh, you know the logistics and, and the competent and the technical details of actually election monitoring. So that bit of the report, usually dealing on on, on t- the technical aspect of the and um, of the elections and the, the organization and the logistics, is actually quite important for Africans. I think to 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 take into to to basically t- uh, take positively. Where I think I have a problem with is when electoral observation becomes like that of the African Union. African Union has no competence whatsoever in electoral monitoring. What it does is actually go and uh, endorse stolen election and endorse uh, big man politics.